Hi, this is Arik and Aurelia, and we're here to talk about life and interesting things. So we think, but as always, you will be the judge of it. Either way, what we have to talk about today is ageless. So Aurelia, a lot of times you, <laughs> sometimes you give me this answer that I'm just like, I have to now ask you to explain more in detail because sometimes when I ask you questions about how to deal with people and how to deal with certain things about people and certain relationships. One of the answers that you give me is that it depends on your relationship with the person. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's kind of like a killer phrase, even though, yeah, it's true, but that in and of itself is coming from a place of someone like yourself who's healthy with people. I feel like knowing what your position or your relationship with someone is like at least 10 episodes of Ageless and maybe two episodes of Speechless. <laughs> you know, like, it takes a lot to know where you stand in a relationship with someone. Parentheses. Honestly. Hmm. I mean, maybe not for you, but like for a lot of people... So many people don't know where they stand with people, and that's, like, where how many doubts are coming in. So what do you mean by that? Like, you know, that's how doubts are coming in, and that's how worries and insecurities and fantasies and projections that might not even be true, like, where then they make up, that's what a relationship is. And mm -hmm. maybe it's not like that. So, I mean, what do you mean? Elaborate. What do you mean, like, you know, it depends on your relationship with... with with that person, like, so for example, for our listeners, you know, like when I ask Araya, okay, like, so if someone does something that's like not cool, like, do you confront them or not? And then she'll say something like, well, it depends on my relationship with the person. So elaborate. What does that mean? Okay. That means that if it's the cashier at the supermarket, it is very, very unlikely that I will confront the person on doing something, you know, that wasn't cool. However, you know, because, I mean, that person, if that person is just mean to me, or did something that's not cool, like, towards me, like, in that relationship, then I really don't care. You know, I just know, okay, well, whatever, maybe the, I find an excuse. Maybe the person had a bad day, maybe she just got, horrible news, maybe Blenner or somebody's sick or, you know, and just vented for a second. So, pff, you know, that, that, that's, I'm Teflon to that. Okay. Is, yeah. I mean, for the store clerk, that's, that's pretty obvious. Maybe not for everybody, but you know, maybe someone would take it personal or yeah, well, on the other hand, you know, if somebody is doing something that's not cool, that's also not an intimate relationship to me, like, for example, the bakery in the house where we live, like downstairs, there is a bakery, which for the longest time was very convenient to us because, you know, you trips down in your pajamas and you come back with like the most amazing pastries and semen and britzen and breads and all of that but then we found out by happenstance that they use 
some pig lard pig lard on their um, pretzels and this, God only knows what else yeah that's right mm -hmm. because by law they are not required to tell uh, the public what they use bakeries are exempt from that full declaration law and then now wow that's really intense <clears throat> in and of itself personally I don't care so much about it because once in a while I can eat this uh, pork lard you know and I mean whatever but then I know that there are many refugees for example uh, frequenting this bakery and it's like a franchise so one is close to the school like on the way to the school where like the school Islam, kids like, and mm -hmm. yes and a lot of um, Muslim people or even tourists who mm -hmm. might be you know, yeah like they or... eat it or you know somebody like maybe for health reasons doesn't eat like this kind of stuff and vegans vegetarians. and so mm -hmm. I was just really upset about that and I confronted them I uh -huh. went all the way to management and to the when I didn't get a response from them other than what well, we don't have to do it you know to declare because it's all I wanted I said you know like you can do what you want of course I'm not telling you how to do your breeds and then I even gave them a little marketing concept how to really make it nice and special that they do it and I said an ideal world of, co world of course you know you would do a, a vegan version and then that version and like nobody got ever back to me no one no one it was really just horrible like the owners like nothing and you just want a declaration I just wanted a just declaration just so that people would know what they're eating exactly like you you don't go into a bakery and think like you know you're getting a bread or a pretzel or something like one of these like you know pretzels you get like at baseball games you know like mm. these big fluffy pretzels and like if you're vegetarian or whatever and then you order it you don't think it's gonna be meat no you don't and so I was like, okay. I went to the local newspaper and I took out a half-page ad, which, you know, was not cheap, I can tell you that. <laughs> but <laughs> I felt like I kind of owed that giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. I felt so bad for everybody, like, thinking that they would eat for religious or health or... Just, you know, lifestyle reasons. Yeah, I mean, I don't eat pig for spiritual reasons. And, I mean, I ate some of those pretzels. And, I, I mean, I did feel something was happening, but I didn't know what. Yeah, and every time, you know, like, afterwards you would, like, your energy would go down. Yep. But then we would find other excuses. But then, of course, you like, it made sense to us, yeah. you know. Mm. And so you could call this a confrontation, and obviously we don't go there anymore. And no, I mean, they so don't like us. You know, we would be afraid that they spit in our food if we would go there. Our pictures are like <laughs> in the back, like "Do not serve," you know. Which of do, course is funny. Because do not allow on premises, <laughs> even though it's our house. Yeah, it, 
and we share a basement. Yeah. Like, you know? That, yeah. That's <laughs> so right. we see all of them often. When in the we, garage. Yeah, yeah in the, the basement, garage or yeah. in the basement at uh-huh. the same time. Well, either way, so much to that, you know, so with uh, both of in both of these examples i do not have intimate relationships with the people but the one thing is like it is something that concerns me and then i can be teflon to that and i can find an excuse and you know but the other thing you know that has a bigger impact and then i am likely to speak up so you don't think the thing that concerns you has a bigger impact like with the person where I do not confront it, it might, but you know that one but then you off. Know. Yeah, that one off where that happened to me. Yeah, but like when you say that and stuff, like, I mean, maybe you don't understand that because you're so healthy, but maybe you do. But it's like sometimes people think that, you know, no, you do know that. I know you've had relationships like that, like where people think that they're closer. To you, then they think that they are. Mm. And in these kinds of relationships, like, let's just pretend like you felt like that around somebody. And then, like, I'm just saying to, like, hypothetically, like, to put you in that position, like, say that you, let's pretend that you thought you were closer to somebody than you, than you are. Okay. And then, like, you'd be giving them the business all the time. That would be inappropriate. Well, that's appropriate in any relationship. It's appropriate in any relationship. Inappropriate. In in- inappropriate. Inappropriate. How do you mean? It's inappropriate in any relationship because I don't have to give anybody the business but myself. You know, if it's just like that small thing. Like, I, I, I really was hoping in my example I made it clear. Like, if it's concerning a wider public, then of course, you know, I may do something about it. But if it's really just between a person and, and me No, personally, yeah, that's clear. That, that, that's, that part's clear. I cannot give them the business. I would always look at myself first. We had this, I think, in, in, in podcast number one. Yeah, so basically then, so that, that I understand, like, if somebody is acting like you see something that could improve if someone's if someone's ego is out of control and you could give them some advice that would help them you know i've asked you this before i've only asked you this twice and then every answer you've given one was on the podcast and one was actually in a event a live event that was video like live streamed it was the summer solstice event a, a year ago and, um, you said, well, you know, it depends on my relationship to that person. So basically then what you're saying is that if you could give, if you like have some advice or you make an observation to somebody, it's like, you know, uh, that could improve their lives. You wouldn't say that to the store clerk. No, because I am not into the business of giving unsolicited advice. You would look at yourself. I would say it. So it's unsolicited advice. I would say it to my students. But where is it not unsolicited? It's if nobody asked me to. Mm -hmm. You know, if like they 
are living their life just fine, even though I see, oh, you know, that's right. really not working. You know, uh -huh. if you would do this, it would work much better. But nobody asked me. So as well as it meant, like from my side, it's just meddling. Like giving unsolicited advice is meddling and it always comes back to bite you and it should. Mm -hmm. Of course, if this is a student of mine, then, you know, they have some investment in me telling them what and what not to do. And then... <laughs> not that you ever would. <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's right. In, in that sense, I do not tell them what to do. But no. I do tell them what you could be improved. Mm -hmm. You know, I do. And then, mm -hmm. like, I, I show them options. Mm -hmm. Where in the first um, you know, case, they, they I do need to bounce not, things back. I do know? not show them mm -hmm. options. I just leave them be, trusting that all in its good time, it will be taken care of. There will be something that happens that will show them, oh, you know, if I do it this way, then great. And, and that is worth way, way more for somebody's soul development than... Me running around being holier than God, giving unsolicited advice. Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's like I generally, like in casual social settings, when people are like just talking about stuff and life and stuff, I'll just like keep my mouth shut. But, like, in a session, like, I will speak to the vessel. Like, I will speak to the capacity of the person, like, what they can hear. And sometimes mm -hmm. they're surprised. Like, you know, like, I, will, I won't say things that are too much for them to hear. I mean, there's no way, you know, it might take ten sessions before I can ever say something. And then, you know, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, you, I could totally you, just, know what you, you can't mean. do that. It's damaging. It's like, you just, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. But like you can like you know you can guide people towards it and that's more empowering. But I guess then I understand, you know. So that in the case of your students, that's clear. But I'm talking like in the case of personal friendships and relationships, like people that you know maybe it's our roommate or you know just best friends or not even like or people that we work with or even associate stuff like that, like, no, I guess what I'm understanding is like, no one's interested in your opinion. I don't know, but I'm not interested in giving it because no, you know, I yeah, do that's, not that's assume, nice. I do not assume that that's they're nice. interested in mm -hmm. it. I mean, you know, I do have friends who I see, you know, stuff is going on when I, and I just love them the way they are. Mm -hmm. There's like, that's what it is. But then once in a while, you know, especially the female part of the, you know, uh, relationship, like asks me a question and then I honestly say it. Then, you know, you get the truth, nothing but the truth. Yeah. And then maybe she goes like, oh, yeah, this is true. And maybe thinks about changing that or maybe not. Yeah, so it's, it's it's only upon requested. Yes. It's not like... So basically then like the baseline is when you say it depends on my relationship with that person, it means I only say it once it's being requested and asked. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds cold, but... No, I don't think so. This is really how it is. No, I mean, 
excuse me, no, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound cold if I may say so myself, because I know what's packed mm-hmm. in those answers that you give. Yeah, and I and remember... the ego does not want to hear that. Like, I had this... <laughs> I had this friend once, and like, and she was really, really upset. Like she said, you know, and I can't believe it, and you want to me to take a session, so you know, you want me to pay so that you can listen to me. And I interrupted her right there. Exactly, I said, you know, yeah. darling, no, you're not paying for me to listen. I always listen, but you are paying me to speak. Wow, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you need to have... Oh, because so life coaching, it's really intense. Like, you have to have the vessel in order to receive... My loaded answers. <laughs> your, your, your lotus answers. <laughs> oh, thank I mean, this, you. That's, that's beautiful. That's really intense because, honestly, if I think about it, like, when I watch people interact with you, they are not interested in what you have to say. No. No, no, I mean, like, they don't ask. You know, maybe, like, they'll demand interaction, but then they only want it to counter. Like, I'm talking, like, in social... Especially, like, I mean, men can be really dense and stupid sometimes. Like, there's no doubt about it. But, like, especially men, like, sometimes Mm. they'll just, like... What's up? You'll come with this, like, yin energy, Mm -hmm. and they will... Like, their mother triggers are completely up, mm. and it's like, they mm. can't handle it. No, they can't. It's so intense. And that's interesting. Like you said, like, sometimes with the female, like, they want to know, mm-hmm. and, like, they want to ask, like, but with the men sometimes, oh, my God, it's like David and Goliath. Mm. Yeah. It's really... And I have to say, you know, that in the beginning of Oryx in my relationship... Arik was always defending me from that. Yes. Until, you know, and then he would get into these tussles with these guys. And I would just say, no, please. I'm really, really okay. I really am okay. It's just, you know, that's... I. They think I'm their mother. I know I'm not. You know I'm not. Let's just move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm like a spiritual warrior. I'm... Yeah, I, like that's totally true. Like mm-hmm. I would totally come to the rescue yeah. where it was not needed. Yeah. So like that's really cool because yeah, that's mm. that's totally true. And now I just, you know, fight myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in these situations. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. so like yeah, depending on your relationship and by fighting myself, I mean, like, battle my own ego urges to act and do mm-hmm. stuff. Because, you know, men always want to, like, do something. Mm. Or yang energy. It doesn't have to be men, but mm-hmm. yang energy always wants to act. That's what it does. You know that between men and women, like, actually in the brain, in the anatomy of the brain, like, in the physiology of the brain, like, men can actually go nowhere in their thoughts. <laughs> no, I only know this as a joke. No, no, no. Like, literally. Like, <laughs> like they can seriously go to the space where they're just not thinking about anything. No. And I'm not saying it's, like, meditation, meditative or anything. It's just, like, you know, it's like a sleeping shark. Like, it's just mm-hmm. not... Like, women can't do it because women are more... 
like they're simultaneous and you know more multi-dimensional and they're always thinking like what's next what i need to do like mm. this that you know this the kid you know the, the mm-hmm. you know the dog the cat the, mm-hmm. the you know the mom the you know the whatever like thinking of a million things but the man can seriously just sit there and have no thoughts whatsoever and then like the wife's like or the girlfriend mm. or whatever or whatever the yin mm-hmm. is like you know what do you you know what, what are you thinking like nothing literally he's thinking nothing mm-hmm. Wow. Not all the time. Uh-huh. I'm not saying you can use this as an excuse. You know, mm-hmm. men, because, you know, if you're worried or something, like, you know, you're not allowed to suppress. But, you know, they can actually go to this place where they're just not thinking of anything. That's intense. And it's, you know, I do it sometimes. It's nice, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, for me, it's more of like, okay, I'm resetting. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm shifting from one point to another and I'm just really not thinking about anything right now. Like, I'm just, that's it. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's not that long, but it happens. And women are always... So it's, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, that women can do that and men can do that. And um, it works well together. Or yin and yang can do that. So I, I feel like... Um, you know, again, going back to my question about, you know, depends on your relationship. I think that has a part to do with it as well. Like, you know, what, what's the, what's the framework? What's the parameters of the relationship? So obviously you and I have that commitment. So it's like, give me what, what is it? Mm. You know, what did I, what am I, what, where have I hit off bounds or where did I, mm-hmm. you know, where did I stub my, where, what glass wall did I run into this time? Because <laughs> I have no idea what it is, but my head hurts. Yeah, exactly. So where, what, what happened? And I need mm-hmm. that female bird's eye view to kind of tell me mm-hmm. that I hit that, that mm-hmm. wall because I don't see the wall, but my head hurts mm-hmm. as a metaphor. Yeah, no. And this is really, really good because you know, this is obviously, you know, we're married, so we do have that commitment like, to bring out the worst in each other, to become the best version of ourselves. That's right. And so this is what marriage is about. And everybody who thinks about that, you know, walking into the sunset happily ever after. Yes, it's true, but it looks quite different from, you know, what Hollywood... I mean, you're going into the sun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it can get really, really hot. Mm-hmm. So either way, you know, um, in our relationship, like in our marriage, obviously I'm responsible for, or the woman is responsible for keeping the man in check spiritually. And this is one thing, you know, in my day when I used to do goddess workshops, this one time, it was maybe a room full of maybe 50 women. I got scared. They started to threaten me mm. when I said that. That sounds scary. Yeah, very. What? That it's Yes, I mean, I had this in private sessions that when I told uh, my women that, no, don't complain about your relationship. Oh, but my husband, my boyfriend, whatnot, he's not spiritual. And da, da, da. I said, he doesn't need to be spiritual. You need to be spiritual. And then he lives in your space because you hold the space of the relationship. And he will just by default act 
more spiritual. You know, he doesn't need to start wearing white robes and, you know, do a hundred thousand prostration before breakfast. None of that. Like, if you are with a man and you are spiritual and you uphold, like, spiritual law, just as a matter of fact, your partner, your husband, will be spiritual too. Mm-hmm. And the women did not like to hear that. They really didn't. They thought, you know, that was bullshit. And, you know, the men were oh so bad. And if, you know, my husband would just be more spiritual, I could be more happy. Is it? Mm-mm. That's like, yeah, like they wanted to blame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of women who hate men. Hmm. Yeah, and at the same time, you know, then they can feel justified saying, oh, you know, men just don't like powerful women. This is totally not true. Mm -hmm. But a powerful woman is not like a person that just stomps around and uses bad language and thinks, you know, is the better man. Mm. Nice. A powerful woman is a woman who knows these things that you know, she just creates the space for the man to walk and live in. And if that space is spiritual, so is the man. Fascinating. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back right after that. This episode of Ageless is brought to you by Speechless our super intense, thought-provoking podcast available on Patreon. Google Speechless on Patreon and sign up today. Okay, we are back, and we have been talking about some cool stuff. Uh, My next question for you on today's episode, dearest Aurelia, is what is Erlaub daheim? Oh, I have no idea in all honesty what does it translate into i really don't it's like vacation at home oh gosh we had the best intentions but you guys as we always have said the best the the road to hell is paved (laughs) with good intentions i tell you we have tried to okay so with okay so we we travel a lot like I mean, we used to, like, at least six months out of the year, and now we've been in one place now since, what, when did we get back from L.A.? Oh, Saturnia doesn't count. No, like, we were, doesn't matter, so it's like, we've we've been here since... The longest Like, six months, I guess, I don't even know. More than that. We've been been here now. I mean, me, you have been in L.A., but I was here with the little dog puppy for a baby mm-hmm. okay yeah either way it doesn't matter we you know we didn't want to go anywhere for summer vacation for our solar returns and we also just didn't want to go out because see uh with corona you know being released into the earth into the atmosphere we are in this time of plague. 
So it's it's more than the bacteria. It like it literally means that the negative forces have permission to do harm. So the quarantine is not a bad suggestion because if, if you, as long as you're in your home, you cannot be harmed by, you know, when you're going outside and stuff. Now, unless you're doing like spiritual things like, you know, outside, you're not you you you're vulnerable to being contaminated by this quote unquote plague, which is also spiritual. Okay, so that's the preface. There's just no reason that we wanted to, you know, do a vacation here and do anything like that. Um, now we're in August, so, you know, vacation time's over. But the thing is, like for us anyhow, and the thing is, um, we tried to have a staycation. And we failed. We, we failed. We failed with leaps and failed. bounds. Miserable. Uh, <laughs> it, like, you want to talk about that? I mean, maybe other people are experiencing this. I mean, maybe you guys are doing it great. I mean, we have, like, an amazing home. We have an amazing, you know, environment. Like, it's really relaxing. You know, we have all kinds of stuff. But, mm -hmm. like... There's just something to taking vacation and relaxing somewhere else. Mm, because I mean, talk about it. I mean, we even, I mean, you know, we, on any given day, like, we like to go and eat out. But we made an effort to really go eat out, you know, as if we were on vacation. We don't have to cook. We don't have to do anything, blah, blah. It's still... You still have to cook. You still have to clean. You still have to make your bed. You don't get mints on your pillow, even though I tried to do it. <laughs> you know, you still have to... And, you know, it's like, because I don't do Airbnb, sorry. But, you know, it's it's like you still have to do all these things. Mm. And it's just not the same. It's not the same. I mean, even when we were going to the lake or something and... You know, everything here in Bavaria is, you know, geared towards tourism anyway. I mean, right. you know, we live in this amazing environment where it's, people from all over the world town. come yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and, and do vacation. But we just, we really couldn't do it because there was always, oh, just this one thing, you know, that I can just do and sit down at my computer and just do it. I mean... Let's also give them context. I mean, I work on vacation anyway, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not unusual for me to do that because, I mean, you know, I can never really be on vacation because it's like, you know, there are things that I have to do. I mean, it's not like intense work day, but it's like, you know, there are things that have to be done, mm. but, and that's okay. I still feel like, you know, I'm on vacation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, even when we were in Australia and, you know, we had an apartment and we did have to go shopping and we did have to cook and we did have to clean and, you know, like the cleaners were coming once a week. I mean, here the cleaners come even twice a week, we so you know, I really month. shouldn't yeah. be complaining, but it's totally, totally different. And yes, like there maybe I also work just a little bit, but... I don't know. It's I sit down at my computer here and I feel like I'm in work mode. You think it's like the environmental energy or like... Yeah. Mm. I think it's... I mean, we have our own rhythm. I mean, that's another thing, you know, like... We have our own rhythm already, like... 
our work days are, are different than traditional work days and stuff like that. Like we set our own hours and we do our own thing and stuff like, yeah, we have disciplines Like we have to have meetings during business hours with people who don't have this kind of flexibility, but like, it's just, yeah, it's the environmental energy, I guess. Yeah, but you would think, you know, that because you have an office and you didn't go, but that was not because of the vacation. I mean, you stopped going ever since uh, Corona hit. I only go to meet people. Yeah, meet clients. that's right. But you no longer really work at your office. I no, mean, you're I do at not. Home all the time. and um, I respect the plague. What used to be my gym room is now the home office. You know, so... That's right. Mm-hmm. And I stopped going in there pretty much. I put the monitor on the bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Mm -hmm. So, either way, like, for me, the impression of the the area, because I'm always at home, right? Like, the moment I sit down at my desk, I'm, like, in work mode. You're a house cat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I know. It's, it's intense. So staycation sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucked for us. I mean, maybe you guys are good at it and more disciplined, but I feel like you if you have to be disciplined to relax, that's not really relaxing. Not at I all. Mean, there's just not, I mean, that's just for me. For me too. You know? I mean, I said it to Arik, you know, because then uh, I said, okay, I can do three things a day, okay? Mm -hmm. And then... Like, that was my plan, that I can do that. Okay, so I did the three things, and then let's say I would just um, hang out and chill and read a book. I felt bad. I felt bad. Man, it's the middle of the week. Why am I not working? I did my three things, you know? So, either way, that's so much for Will Up to House. Like, it's not for me. No, Seriously, I think it's, it's not. I think it's a fantasy, and I think it's just something you have to accept that's a fantasy, mm. and it's just... And like I said, maybe not for people who have a 9 to 5, and then they just stay at home and have grill parties, and so, I don't know, maybe for them it's different, but because yeah, but I, so but every freedom. But everybody's in working from home anyway. Most people are working from home office anyway. Yeah, like I said. So it's, it's really interesting times, but it's, I mean, really, most people are. I mean, I, I talk to people who have corporate jobs almost every day, and they're all working from home. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, at big, multi-million dollar companies. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like... Yeah, but they're not on vacation, ha, ha, ha. To try them to have a vacation at That's home. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly True. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's a, everyone's working yeah. from home now. Mm -hmm. The president works from home. Mm. I don't think he ever has a vacation. I think he does actually. Oh. But I'm just saying, like, you know, the president of the United States works from home. Mm. But you know, that's the White House. That's the that White House. Count. Yeah. It's public property. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 um it's interesting. So anyhow, maybe you guys have better luck than we do. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you know, you can give us a comment about it or you can, you know, send me a message on Instagram or something. Like maybe you guys have better luck than we do mm. either ways. 
We suck at staycations. We really do. But we really tried it and... Gave it our best. Um, so anyhow, we hope wherever you are that you're getting restoration because that's the most important thing and that we could do. Yes. To restore. We yeah. do it, you know, on a weekly basis. So that's no <laughs> yeah. problem. But staycation is a no. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Ageless. And please listen to us on, you know, whatever your medium is on iTunes or... Or I guess Apple Music or podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, like all kinds of podcasting. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. And uh, please consider subscribing to Speechless, where we really get into some deep, intense uh, discussions about what's going on in the world, within and without. And this has been Arik. And Aurelia. And you've just listened to an episode of Ageless. Ageless. Bye, guys. Bye.